Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro. It is an honor and privilege to share this time with you. We love studying the scriptures and feel they are central to our preaching, teaching, and living of the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. Our mission here is to grow disciples of Jesus Christ who know him, love him, and serve him for the transformation of Murfreesboro and the world. It is our prayer that God would use our preaching and teaching to do exactly that. If you have questions, thoughts, ideas, or just want to talk a little bit more about what you've heard today, we love to hear from you. Most of all, know that you are in our prayers as we listen together. Now, let's dive in. Good morning. This morning we begin our journey through Lent with a sermon series called What Matters Most. The season is designed to be a time of reflection and preparation for what is to come, and a time that encourages us to ask questions to dive deeper into our relationship with God and our understanding of faith. Within our Christian tradition, we understand Jesus as the God revealed in Jesus Christ. We read the stories of Jesus to see what God looks like, how this God interacts in this world, and how God invites us to live also. Throughout this season, We will embark on our own journey of renewed understanding as we talk about one of our core beliefs as Christians, one that we learn from Jesus' teaching, and one that we learn from the way Jesus lives, that is the sacred worth of all people. So we'll begin this morning in Matthew 4, verses 23 through 25. Hear the word of the Lord. Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all the sick, those who were afflicted with various diseases and pains, demonics, epileptics, and paralytics, and he cured them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. The word of God for the people of God, and so we say, thanks be to God. Not to spoil this beautiful day or anything, huh? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) It's a leopard. Stay back. Cover your mouth. Don't breathe his air. Don't. Come any closer. It's okay, John. It's okay. Rabbi, 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 you cannot. This disease, you can't. Please. Please. 
Please don't turn away from me. I won't. Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Only if you want to, I submit to you. My sister, she was a servant at the wedding. She told me what you could do. I know you can heal me if you are willing. Seek your own honor. Please just do me this one thing. But what do I tell people? Go. Show yourself to the priest. Let them inspect you and see that you are cleansed. Make the proper offering in the temple as Moses commanded. And go on your way. Who has an extra tunic? Just one of you, just one of you. That's enough. Green is definitely your color. <laughs> Not too shabby. Hey, it's Dallas and the creator of The Chosen, and if you liked what you just saw, and you want to see the episodes of the first ever multi-season show about the life of Christ, you can do so. Holy God, we come to you now, and we pray that you would be with us in this moment. May you open our eyes to something new this day. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Amen. This morning, we find Jesus at the beginning of his ministry in the book of Matthew. If you were to have read everything leading up to these verses in chapter 4, you would find that the author of Matthew gave us the story of where Jesus came from, his genealogy, followed by stories of those who would raise him and their escape to Egypt two years or so after his birth. Then there is a period where we have no recollection of Jesus' whereabouts. He doesn't show up again until he's baptized by his cousin John. 
He then spends time in the wilderness and begins his ministry in Galilee, preaching, teaching, and calling his first disciples. This is the beginning of Matthew in a nutshell. Until these verses that we read this morning, the ministry of Jesus began in Galilee and stayed in Galilee. We find a man who is intriguing to the everyday Jewish person in Jesus. He sounded a bit like John in the way that he preached. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven was near. He preached and he taught in the synagogues throughout the region, causing quite a stir as he cured diseases, illnesses, and other afflictions. It made people curious about this man. They began to follow him. Now, it's important to note that we don't know that they followed him because they believed in him, like the disciples, or if they followed him because they didn't want to miss anything. They may have had a bit of FOMO when it came to Jesus, the fear of missing out what he might do without them being present. Some even began to wonder, could this be the Messiah, the one we have been waiting for? Since the time of the prophets, the Jewish people had been waiting for a Messiah, a Savior, a Liberator. They were seeking to find that Messiah from the lineage of David, which was a promise that had been given to them by the prophets. The expectation was that they would be a great political leader, well-versed in Jewish law and observant of all its commands. He would be a charismatic leader, inspiring others to follow him, a great military leader and a great judge. Part of the Messiah's role was to bring about political and spiritual redemption for the Jewish people and pretty much put everything in place as it once was, making them a people to be reckoned with once more. But it seems the more they watched him, the more he was unlike anything that they had seen. He wasn't with the wealthy. He wasn't with the leaders in the synagogue or even the middle class. Jesus's public ministry at the outset was an exercise and encouragement and repair, a mission meant primarily for those who needed it most, the suffering, the downtrodden, the downhearted. Earlier, we watched a clip from the series, The Chosen. It's a very interesting and dare I say, beautiful look at the ministry of Jesus. It isn't perfect. It takes quite a bit of liberties, but it also brings a specific understanding to not only Jesus, but the other people of that time, including the disciples. In the clip that we watched, did you see how they treated the man who had come upon them on the road? Did you see how the disciples responded as Jesus stepped away from them towards this man? Did you see the shock 
when his wounds began to heal. While our text this morning doesn't specifically talk about the leper being healed, it talks about many people who dealt with a lot of ailments. Some were considered demonic, epileptic, and paralytic, and some were likely just like the leper in the scene. In each scenario, most, if not all, of those people were cut out from society. They were no longer part of the inner circle of the community. They were pushed to the outside, getting the response of, don't come any closer, you are unclean. And if you were found to be among them, you then had to do a whole ritual yourself so that you also were not unclean. I want to name something here. One of the reasons that people push them away is not just because they're trying to be mean. They are pushing them away because societal rules tell them that they should. Otherwise, they, like them, could also be shunned and shamed. Yet, Jesus stepped out and went against the protocol for the community. He reaches out to that person, to all persons. And it doesn't seem that he turns his back on those who need him most. And in this moment, we see the very core of who Jesus is, love. He recognizes the sacred worth of all people in this moment and every moment. Jesus isn't afraid to address their fragileness and gives them possibility by touching the permeable boundaries of their mind, body, and spirit. The healing miracles become an image of the transforming kingdom of heaven that was present and is coming that he preached and we still preach and teach about. A place where vulnerability and openness to receiving people as someone with sacred worth are transformed into new possibilities for love and justice. It is in this moment that we are reminded how often we set people apart from us, creating a divide that is ultimately harmful to the kingdom of God. I would venture to say that we don't always do this on purpose. I think this is where the confrontation comes into play. Many of us desire to live our life as Jesus has taught us, desiring to recognize the sacred worth of every human being, yet we live in a community that doesn't always recognize it. We don't always recognize the sacred worth of an individual who may not have what we have. We don't always recognize the sacred worth of an individual who may have tattered clothes or holes in their shoes because they cannot afford to replace them. We don't always recognize 
the sacred worth of individuals whose choices or even bad luck has put them in great difficulty, some even finding their home on the streets. The confrontation is this. While we have the desire and we read and we learn and we hear the stories of Jesus and how he stepped outside of the expectation, we still want to live in the expectation because it's easier that way or because what we think isn't challenged that way. Or maybe it's because we have forgotten what it means for all to be a part of us because having a them makes it easier to make others inhumane to us, much like the leper on the road. The interesting thing about them is that they are the ones who told the story of Jesus meeting them right where they were and loving them back into the community. Jesus, the Messiah, no one expected who changed and challenged everyone he met, even those who walked closest to him. The question is, how will he change you this Lenten season? Will you allow him to penetrate your understanding of the world and see it through a new lens, a lens of hope, possibility, and the sacred worth of every human being, creating us, not drawing a line, creating a them? Something to think about. In the name of the creator, redeemer, and sustainer, may the people of God say, 